Hi, welcome to the MedTech Hub. I'm your host Daniela and I'm here to teach you everything you want to know about MedTech. Remember, I'm not a doctor, I cannot give medical advice, so please always consult with your physician. In this week's episode, I thought I would talk about the most important types of microscopes. The tools we use every day to see the smallest things in our world. Light microscopes can see things that are just 500 nanometers big, where one nanometer is one billionth of a meter. An electron microscope can even see things as small as a single atom, which is the size of one ten millionth of a millimeter or 0.1 nanometers. If you want to find out more, keep listening. The first microscope was invented in the year 1590 by two Dutch eyeglass makers. Their first microscope was basically a tube-like construction with a convex and a concave lens that could magnify objects between three to nine times their original size. From there on, technology of microscope was continuously being improved and has played a big role in almost every big scientific discovery. The most important types of microscopes today are light microscopes, confocal microscopes, scanning electron microscopes, helium ion microscopes and x-ray microscopes. Each of those microscopes uses a completely different physical principle to augment an image. So let's see how they work. Let's start by talking about the light microscope. To understand how this works, you will have to understand how light refraction works. If you are at the sea, for example, if you look down into the water, you will see objects, maybe fish or a seashell, at a specific position. If you then try to touch it, you will see that the object was actually positioned slightly differently. This is due to the refraction index of water and air. When light travels through different types of media, it gets bent. Water has a refractive index of 1.3 and air of about 1. This means that the denser the medium, the higher the refraction index. You can make a simple experiment to actually see the refractive index. Place a pen into a glass of water. If you look at it from the side, you will see that it looks somehow broken or bent. So the light comes from air, either from the sun or a light source such as a lamp. And this light will go into the water and there it will be broken towards the normal and the angle will decrease. A simple way to understand or grasp the refractive index is by looking at the speed of light. When the light then enters a denser material, it is slower, similar to how you are also slower when you are in the water. Now we just have to understand concave and convex lenses, and you have all the bases to understand microscopes. For this small experiment, take a spoon. It has a concave side, the one where you pick up food with, and a convex side, the back of it. If you look at your reflection in the concave side, you will see a smaller image of you that is upside down. If you look at the convex side, you will see a bigger image of you. This is a result of how the light is broken on the surface of the spoon or the lens. A lens is, by the way, just a piece of glass that has a specific shape to bend the light in the way we want it to. So now that you have all the bases, let's assemble a microscope. A light microscope will have a visible light source at the bottom to shine through your object. You will have a stage where you can place your specimen and different object lenses depending on the magnification you're looking for. You can then see your object through the eyepiece. The light will be focused by a lens, then travel through your specimen, then through a biconvex lens in the object lens, so both sides are the back of the spoon, and another biconvex lens in the eyepiece. How much your object is magnified depends on the focal length, which depends on the radius of your lens and the distance between the object and the lens. So this is a relatively simple microscope, which makes it relatively inexpensive. You can get a simple one for a few hundred euros, but good enough to see a single cells, bacteria and fungi, for example. 
The confocal microscope, unlike the visible light source in the light microscope, uses a laser light source. This laser light can penetrate an object deeper than visible light can. The laser light focuses on one point at a time and goes through the whole sample like that. A light detector picks up the light and sends the signal to the computer. The image is then reconstructed with the computer creating a 3D image. This makes it possible to look into detail into thicker objects. This makes this microscope way more expensive in the five digit range. The scanning electron microscope uses electrons instead of visible light or a laser. This microscope shoots electrons at an object. To do so, you need a vacuum so that your electrons don't interact with other molecules or atoms on the way to the object. The electron beam bounces off the object creating a wave with a much smaller wavelength, which results in a very good resolution. For this to work, the object must be electrically conductive, which is why some objects are coated in a layer of metal. Those microscopes often go for a price in the range of six digits, but have a resolution of below a nanometer, which is often used in solid state physics, such as the semiconductor research area, for example. Helium ion microscopes are similar to the scanning electron microscope, but here, instead of electrons, a helium ion beam is used, which makes for an even greater resolution. The price here is in the range of five digits to eight digits. X-ray microscopes use X-rays to create an image. This makes it possible to image living things. The scanning electron microscope is not capable of that. The X-rays penetrate deeply into an object and create a 3D image. This way, subcellular structures can be seen such as chromosomes. To know more about chromosomes, listen to episode 8 on genders. I actually couldn't find a price for this type of microscope, but you can imagine it isn't cheap. I hope you now know how the different types of microscopes work and how it's possible for us to detect even the smallest things. Please follow me on Instagram at the underscore hub and share this episode. Next week I'll talk about how awake brain surgery works and why you don't feel pain even though the surgeon is operating in your brain. I'm your host Daniela and I'll talk to you in the next episode.